0: Tonight on News 4 at 5. Nothing beats a long hot shower in the winter, but how long do you take? 10 minutes. 20 minutes. If there's music, maybe 30. Heating water is so expensive, so I'll show you four ways to slash your energy bill. Saving you money this winter. Consumer reporter Susan Hogan is working for you tonight on News 4 at 5. With Wendy Rieger, Jim Hanley, and chief meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Getting you up to speed the minute you get home. With the day's top stories and changing weather conditions. Working for you on NBC 4 at 5 welcome to a special edition of the monkeys fighting robots podcast i'm your host matt sardo today i'm speaking with mike ailey of the canadian pop band Mariana's trench their spf 80s tour kicked off this past weekend in okc they will be at the state theater in st petersburg this friday mike thank you for taking the time to talk with me today
1: it is my pleasure thank you
0: your band Mariana's Trench is playing this Friday at the State Theater in St. Petersburg, Florida. What can fans expect from a Mariana's Trench show?
1: I'll tell you what they got last night that nobody expected, even us. We actually played in swimsuits. It was so hot. It was like an open air venue, and it was in Austin, Texas. It was like hot, like low 90s, I guess, the temperature, and really humid. And we're like, let's just play in swimsuits, and we did. And it was actually really fun. So I guess what that tells you is you never know what you're gonna get because. I don't know. We're even surprising ourselves now.
0: <laughs> I will definitely post that Instagram photo uh, below this interview. Cause I saw that when I was researching you guys, when I was researching yeah. you guys, I, I went to your website. I went to your videos. How big of pop culture nerds are you guys?
1: Uh, I don't know if we're that big of that. Like we're just, we are what we are. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. You know, we're in touch with what's going on here on social media a lot. So you see a lot of that kind of stuff, um, and surrounded by it. But, uh, I don't spend tons of time trying to keep up with anything in particular. I just sort of live my life. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, if we go to your website, the first thing I noticed is um, the album is Astoria, and it's reference the Goonies, and you guys have totally redid your website to kind of make it look like Goonies there. And then yeah. other videos, I, I think I saw some Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, there's, oh, yeah, it seems yeah. to be a lot of like pop culture references in your videos that you're doing, and, and it looks like you guys are just having a lot of fun with it.
1: Yeah, I guess if you put it like that, now that I think about it, yeah, we do, we do that a lot. We just did the This Means War video and did a West Side Story meets Warriors kind of vibe. Uh, paint War, gay, girl gang, guy gang kind of thing, and that was a lot of fun. But you're right, it is fun. We just like to have, it's a, long, uh, it's a long journey, this group. We've been together for 13 years, and to keep happy and have fun, you have to have a sense of humor. And I think when it comes to things like that... Letting that sense of humor come through and show also lets the fans see that side of you, especially because the musical content is often um, more derived from painful or harder situations. So they get to know another side of us.
0: And you're the bass guitarist of the band. When I think of bass guitar, the first thing that pops in my head is "Flee" from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Who were your Me musical? <laughs> <laughs> Who were your musical influences growing up?
1: Uh, I really like the bass playing uh, if the guy in The Cure, it's very melodic and a lot of times it carries a song and then the guitar uh, just adds a lot of uh, sort of like color because there's not a lot of layers in that band. Uh, Jane's Addiction, there's some great, great bass, bass stuff in uh, a couple of their albums. Those are probably the two ones where specifically that instrument uh, was influenced or exposed enough for me to take influence from them.
0: And then, what did you just start out being a bass player, or did you try a different instrument first, and then you're like, "This is what I love doing"?
1: I played trumpet actually before that. I was in a marching band, and um, and I used to just play whatever I could get my hands on. Um, my brother would have instruments sometimes around, and I would just sneak down to his room when nobody's home and try to play them. I thought I was being bad, but I just I wanted to make music, right? <laughs> um, and then uh, one day I was like, Joe buddy, I'm like." Let's start a band. And he's like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to get a... We need a guitar and a bass. Is said, what do you want? He's like, guitar. I said, okay, I'll do bass. Like, it was as simple as that. But actually, I'm glad. I, I feel like the the instrument connects with me more The guitar. Maybe because I only have to play one string at a time.
0: Because <laughs> there's a different... There's a different style. My dad's a musician, um, and he plays bass guitar, and he plays guitar, and... and- he changes as a person going from guitar to bass, and is is there, Oh, really? Yeah, you can see him play, and he's like, okay, oh, he's in a guitar mode, and he's got a different groove. And then I feel like he gets a little angrier when it gets to the bass. Like, is that something that goes on with you too, or
1: a little angrier? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Holy smokes, that's so funny. We've always had this ongoing joke about bass players, like having this weird secret. Dark temper. because <laughs> We met so many. And we're like, "Wow, oh, that guy's pretty dark." What do you play at the bass? Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't played uh, anything in to this level other than that instrument. But I, uh, yeah, maybe those low notes just drive a man <laughs> insanity or something. I love it though.
0: Going back to your music videos, I'm older, so I don't ever get on MTV, and I'm not even. Sure, and that's the running joke that MTV doesn't really play videos that much anymore, but. Your videos are all over the top. Do you guys try to one up the video each time you make a new one, or is it just creativity going crazy?
1: I feel like with the albums, we try to constantly grow and, and sort of pass what we've done before and raise our own benchmark kind of thing. With the videos, I think it's a little more lateral rather than up. You know, and we just try to do something different and go as far that direction as we can with it and then have fun with it too. I don't know, they're all different. Like, if you look at they're all just kind of have their own thing. Um, there was one called, actually, Funny you said the MTV called, Here's the Zeros, and a lyric in one of the verses is, uh, MTV, don't play videos and no guitar on the radio or something like that. Uh, and then when you said the MTV thing, I don't even have to play videos. And I'm like, I don't know either. <laughs> but, yeah, they're doing something for us. They're supporting something um, doing a little special on our last, um, the arena where we're dating Canada. So they're playing some music
0: going from, since I saw all your videos on YouTube and and went there, there's so many different mediums vying for attention now. How hard is it for a band to be seen today or what do you guys do to stay connected with fans?
1: Yeah, there is a lot of competition especially with uh, the attention span of people right now because there's so much stuff they can just get something else somewhere else. You know, I think for us we are quite engaged with our fans um, so that helps create loyalty Um, and it's nice because then you've got this great core of fans that come to your shows and and there's a relationship there. We do a lot of social media stuff, uh, which keeps you present and entertained, and we're never trying to just look as cool as possible. We're just the same thing, having fun, and I think that's the way to do it because that's sort of our personality uh, instead of trying to be somebody else. Um, And then at the shows, you know, we... There's a lot of personality in the, in the performances and we, especially in the States, usually hang out and, and meet as many people as we can and take pictures and stuff like that to, uh, to get to know these people. So uh, I think that's our our sort of, I don't like to use the word formula because it sounds calculated, but that's the, the method that's been working for us to grow as a band.
0: And speaking about growing as a band, you mentioned that you guys have been together for 13 years. How has the sound evolved over that time?
1: Oh my God, has it ever. Uh, the first album, we were trying to. You sort of figured it out as you go, right? You always notice the first album's a little different than the rest for a lot of bands, like maybe ACDC or something, and they never needed to change their right. The First album was more rock; it was harder rock, but we still had all these big harmonies and stuff going on. And I think that was kind of confusing. And radio stations at rock were like, "No, no, 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 it's too pop." Pop stations, "No, it's too, too rock." And we're like, "Well, what do we do here?" We're like, "Well, here's what we can do." We want to sing like this. The melodies aren't going to change. The harmonies, that's what we do. Like, that's one of our unique characteristics. Um, you can just take some of the distortion off the guitars and you're done right there almost and just change this—you the know, songs a little bit. And Josh is a really talented writer, so he just... You know, like, if you listen if you listen to the albums, there are a lot of art sort of concept-type pieces, and then there's some that are obviously meant to be, like, at a regular length where so this to go to radio would fit, but... Um, I don't know we could do we could do everything with that. I
0: think we got off track. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I was following because the past week I've been like listening to different songs and I and it was like very hard to begin with and then it becomes kind of poppy and and you can kind of just the music kind of follows the evolution of Josh's look as well and then I read that he co-wrote part of the Call Me Maybe song and I was like now I get it. What was it like when that song kind of blew up and you were just sitting next to Josh? Did you kind of pick on him a little bit or are you just kind of glowing in his success?
1: Uh, it was weird, actually. Um, uh, it's weird because there's all this attention going on and, and it's, it's weird because we, as a band, have all worked together so long to build our own career and then this sort of um, larger-than-life kind of, well, maybe even once in life type, type of thing happened. And it was... Uh, a lot of attention. And I think even for Josh, it was a bit awkward because I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird time. But I mean, it's up turning out well because it got us a lot of extra exposure within the business side. And we got our US record deal. People paid more attention and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a good time, believe me, for, for everybody. It was exciting. It was a bit of an overwhelming moment, but I think it was probably, yeah, I don't know. I still don't know. I, I've never really thought about it like that. But theres you could definitely feel there was a lot going on, a lot of attention, a lot of new people around, you know, suddenly. But I don't know. It was, uh, it was a cool time, and, and it's part of our story and got us here. And that's kind of what Pop 101 was about. That that song is about writing pop songs. Because people were, you know, saying, oh, it's so easy. It's just like crappy pop songs. Like, well, it's that easy. This is how you do it. Go do it. Like, that <laughs> kind of thing. And it's funny because a lot of people with that song would actually... They, oh, my God, Meredith's Trench, they So they've gone all pop. And I'm like, are you listening to the lyrics? Like, that's what it is, the joke, right?
0: Yeah. Anyway. The industry is crazy watching how people handle the music and how critics and fans and trolls, how that work out. Right now, I'm going through Ghostbusters. The reboot is all the trolls are coming out trying to bash the film, even though it's good. So I definitely understand how people interpret things differently and misconstrue them and all this stuff. And for us, we just want to celebrate people creating amazing things, whether it's music film or or comic books that's that's what we're kind of about here so we're talking about the story of Mariana's trench what i would like from you is your second favorite all-time story of being with a band
1: <laughs> second favorite oh man this is i'm gonna give you a one i don't know what where it ranks it's the favorite and at least favorite we went to the much music video awards this is like the mtv video awards kind of thing but in canada and it was the first time we'd ever been to anything like that. Um, Shake Tramp had just come out, so we had a song that was like number two on the Much Music Countdown, which was really exciting for us. It was our first anything close to a hit. Um, we're sitting there and there's all of these way bigger, like more popular people than us. We were like pretty small at that time. We didn't even have a gold record yet. And there's these big TV stars and we had like some of the Toronto Blue Jays wanted to go, so they came with us. It was, was kind of weird. but. Uh, so, we had, But it was amazing We had a great time I was so excited That I started drinking All the free booze uh, A little too freely And um, Went from having The time of my life To Throwing up in this street Before we got in a taxi To go home At the end of the night I was like Ah It's like King for a day And then you're down In the gutter It's actually really funny uh, I don't know that's it's, our- it's, it was the humiliation Of being right In front of the building Where this great thing Just happened And there I am Like Rock bottom I don't know it's Pretty funny <laughs>
0: As you mentioned, you guys are from Canada. What do people outside the United States think of Donald Trump running for president?
1: Uh, We're surprised it's gone this far. (laughs) I think everybody is. You're playing
0: the Fillmore in San Francisco in August. Do you have a favorite venue?
1: Favorite venue anywhere? Yes. Um, It depends. There's different kinds of things. Like we played the Air Canada Center in Toronto, and that's like the biggest sort of arena in Canada. And to headline that was a, a cool thing just for that actual reaching that goal. But then there's other venues like House of Blues in Chicago. There's just this crazy magic energy there. Like every time we go there, we had this killer show. Even going in with this expectation that there's no way we can top the last time. And you kind of do. Any venue like that, there are lots of them. Like last night was just a really weird open air layout. And we ended up having a great show there. So that now I, I love the venue because I feel like there's a little bit of magic in there. Actually, there's this really cool one in um, uh, Niagara Falls, USA. I think it's called the Rapids Theater, and it's haunted. Oh wow! For sure, it was it was on Ghost Hunters, and they got so much material they doubled the length of the episode of the show. But there's a because of that, I swear to God, there's this really unique energy and tons of it, and we've had crazy good shows in that place. We only went there twice, but both times have been like you just get a little extra 10%, 20 percent, and I feel like it's a little bit of the the house adding to the show you know
0: and speaking of energy the spf 80s tour is an international tour what's it like when you're in paris one day and berlin the next
1: you know what this will be our first time in europe
0: okay so i have to so talk to you, you know, i have to talk to you later about that one
1: it, it is pretty cool just being being all over the place so you're like oh here i'm in new york city and then oh, next you we're filming a video in la and then we're home in vancouver and then i'm in vegas for a few days of vacation or whatever it is a lot of that but i can't wait for europe because i think you'll feel more of a cultural difference from place to place and you'll be more aware like you're saying of being in these uh world cities you know london can't wait for that london show man
0: mike thank you so much for your time and best of luck with the spf 80s
1: tour thank you so much you're a very nice energy on the phone i appreciate that makes it easier for me
0: that was Mike Alley of Mariana's Trench. Check out the SPF 80s tour and follow the band on Instagram at mtrenchofficial. This concludes the special edition of the Monkey's Fighting Robots podcast. Check back later this week as EJ and I review Paul Fegg's Ghostbusters. I'm Matt Sardo, and this is Monkey's Fighting Robots.